Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And today we're going to talk about a classic. So it's been a while since we've done a throwback, you know, like a comedy throwback of ours. But we're actually going to go over the uh, the old 1993 classic for us, Mrs. Doubtfire. So I, I know... It, so it's to, it's it's cliche, be, but we oh got yeah. we have to do it. We have to do it. We've done Goofy movie. Why don't we do Mrs. Doubtfire? Right. We've done a Goofy movie. We've done um, Just Friends. This is you say you know. It's been a while since we've done something like this, but this Just Friends. These are some of the, and Dumb and Dumber. We haven't done that yet, but <laughs> these are the few movies that we constantly quote to each other when we're having conversation. Not even. When we're having conversation, when other people are talking and we're not even in the room and we overhear what somebody says, we will text something to each other regarding what we're talking about because we're already knowing about it. So we just figured, you know what? It's about time, kind of like we did Just Friends. We quote it all the time. We might as well just do it. <laughs> Let's just do it. Why not? <laughs> so the biggest thing about this movie, um, it, this might not be as... Um, we'll say as controversial as some of the other stuff that Will and I tried doing or did do in the past that have not made it to the platforms for our podcast now today, um, like Blazing Saddles, for example. But the thing <laughs> about this movie, um, which, I mean, you, anybody wants to hear it, they can find it on our YouTube channel. It is up there um, for the black and white commentaries back when we were still just commentaries. And, um, but... Mrs. Doubtfire, because of the state of the world today, there's there, it's it's guaranteed this movie would not be made the way it's made the ma way it was made today. This no, movie no. could not have been made today because the jokes are not funny; they're just more closer to reality. It's like, well, what's funny about that? Well, it's they really are funny. It, though. it, it is funny. <laughs> so, it's actually very funny. It's more yeah. than just funny. It's, and I have to say, Robin Williams in this was phenomenal. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. even when this, even before you jump into it, even like the opening scene where he's doing multiple voices for a cartoon. Yep. When you're actually watching the cartoon, you don't even realize it's one guy, Robin Williams, playing all of these voices. He's just yep. that good. He is that good. Um, I've, I've looked at, you know, we've talked about before about you and your your impressions and how I can't. Um, my impressions are lackluster or they just don't exist. I, I can't. I can try, but I can't. Um, but you do a decent job at impressions. Yeah, but, I try. But then you have Robin Williams who I don't think there isn't a single person that he hasn't tried to impersonate where he's failed at it. Yeah, well, I mean, that we've seen. He's probably done it in, like, his, you know, in his bedroom, and it's like, oh, that didn't work, <laughs> you know? But any anything he's tried, he's he's done he's done a great job, but I, I don't think he's ever done impressions as much as he's done, like, his own goofy voice, his own characters that he's created. Uh, no, in this movie, he did... This was, like, the live version of him playing Genie. Yeah. In Aladdin. Basically, yeah. because like he did, he brought in um, the Jack Nicholas voice for a little bit there in the beginning. The, the uh, golfer? What? The golfer? Jack Nicholas? Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Jack Nicholson. Yes. Jack, 
That's why I said I probably said it too fast. Sorry, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Twice. Um, he does his voice. He, please be careful. Don't light your hand on fire again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think that's what makes him, what made him such a good actor was, not only was he funny, but he could he could be funny in so many different ways in, in who he's portraying. Robin Williams, what what made what made him entertaining was the fact that he found he found a way to make any situation um, funny to to bring to bring levity to any situation with humor. Right. And and also he he also knew when to not. And when you saw him be real, you're like, whoa, this guy's, like, serious here. Like, there's one line in here where he's like, come on, you ripped my heart out. Like, he's going into it, and he's not being funny at all. And you're like, whoa, he just, like, switched, and he went full on, like, goodwill hunting here. Right. You know? And and I love that about him. And I think I, – I, I have to say, like, we, we think of some of our favorite comedic actors. I wouldn't say comedians, but comedic actors. And when you see them play a dramatic, serious role – they they knock it out of the park. You know, like, Jim Carrey in Eternal Sunshine is fan. He's fantastic. Well, Even Robin in Truman Williams Show. One hour fo- photo. Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> one hour photo. We don't or, talk about one hour was photo. It, was it was it um what dreams may it, come? That was great. He was fantastic in that as well. See, um, he was great in one hour photo. The movie yeah. itself was dumb. <laughs> Just twisted. Yeah, it was twisted. <laughs> it was kind of like um, kind of like um. Jim Carrey in 23. Oh, the number 23. The number 23. Yeah. Fingerling. Okay. Yeah, whatever. It was so, so bad. <laughs> so the thing about this movie, I will say Mrs. Doubtfire, it, it's funny because in the past year or so, I've been watching certain movies from my childhood and saying, oh my God, I never realized, you know, how impactful these movies were to me. So... Let's just for for a second, Robin Williams to me when when the news came out that he uh, he died. Passed. Yep. Um, I don't want to say passed because he he took he didn't pass he took. Um, so when he died, I felt like I lost an uncle. Like I, I felt like I lost a family member. This wasn't like, oh man, he won't make another movie again. That's sad. I, like, oh, this guy died. It was like I felt like I lost a part of my family because he was such a huge part of my childhood. You know, right. we go back to like you said, Genie, Mrs. Doubtfire, um, even Patch Adams later on, Jack, yeah. uh, Hook. Oh my God, Hook. Hook. You know, like th- there were so many movies, and and I used to watch Mork and Mindy Good with my mom. Vietnam. I, I didn't watch that as a kid, <laughs> but yeah, like there are so many things that he did that were part of my childhood. So when this, when he left, I was like, I just, I just lost an uncle. You're like, so, I'm never going to see anything new from this again. Yeah. From him like again. he's like, not going to have anything else. And even like, you know, RV, wild hogs, um, license to wed, you know, the few movies he played a part in, like later on, you were like, he's older, but I'm like, but he's still him. You know, he still struck that chord, right. you know, as as he played those characters. But um, no more. You know, that's it. It's it's all done. So if I was to go back and say, you know, what were the most impactful movies that he did? Was it like it'd be Aladdin, Hook, and Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. for me? Ju- I mean, Jumanji was great, but it wasn't 
like these movies to me. So again, to go even further, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, again, I was I was saying I recently watched some movies that I used to watch as a kid, and I didn't realize how many movies as a kid that I watched where it was about um, divorce. It was about separation and kids that were somehow involved, you know, or I mean, obviously not somehow involved, but involved in and dealing with and learning how to navigate their own emotions in the midst of their parents divorcing or after the parents have divorced and trying to navigate how that relationship should look going forward. So, right. um, so recently I watched like man of the house. It was Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Chevy chase new guy moves in, yep. you know, and, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas is not having any of it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I treated this guy who came in as like a father figure for like five, six years of my life. I treated him just like Chevy chase, like get out of my house. And I would like set him up with traps, like booby traps. <laughs> and, um, but here it was a big deal. Cause I'm, I'm seeing a movie, Mrs. Doubtfire, where you've got this father, who loves his children so much that he would go through any lengths, you know, to be around them, even if they don't know a Tim, just so he can be near his kids again. Right. That that struck so much of a part in my heart because I, I longed for a father figure. Not saying my dad was like, you know, gone or totally estranged or, or dead or anything like that. He just wasn't around when my parents divorced when I was a kid. So for me, it was like, you know, there was that little part inside of me, and like, I wish my dad would pursue me the way this guy pursued his kids. So right. it was a real big deal for me in rewatching this, especially the end where there's that, that letter from the little girl to Mrs. Doubtfire, and she's explaining, or he, she is explaining, you know, like, hey, it's not your fault. Your parents just don't love each other, but they still love you, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was huge because there was a huge message here. So even though this movie is a comedy, um, but it's got a drama elements, there was a really big message here. It's just it was basically the kids don't have to suffer you know, when parents separate, right? you know, not to glorify divorce, but to basically find some type of easing of the tension right. that divorce brings well, also, because it was so see... common in the early 90s and, you know, around that time. Right. And you don't see fathers pursuing their kids like that the way they used to. No. Not anymore. It's no. like, a, you know, and you see, I mean, even today you see a lot of, a lot of single moms pushing for the father to not even be involved and the father just right. not caring. Um one of the you didn't mention was, have you ever seen Old Dogs, him and John Travolta? Oh, did I not? Oh, yeah. A Wild Hogs and Old Dogs. They, they sound the same to me, so I got lost. Wild uh, Dogs. <laughs> I wild call dogs. them Wild Dogs. Old Dogs was so Oh, yeah. Funny. Wild Hogs is what I meant. I meant Old Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, Wild Hogs yeah. was... Uh, was um, was, uh, yeah, Tra Travolta was in it, but not, not who yeah, I was, it was talking Travolta, about. Yeah, Travolta, Tim Allen, and um, what's his name from... William H. Macy. And then what's his name? Was it... From um, Bad Boys. Um, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, yeah. <laughs> Forgot Martin Lawrence. I just I just keep thinking mm -hmm. of William H. Macy. He gets the Apple logo tattooed on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Check it out. Check out my tat. Like He's like the whitest of the white. You know, I'm not a Check fan. Check out this tat. I'm not a fan of William H. Macy. And when I was like like old enough to really know who he was, it was Air Force One. Oh come on! And I—he's Kirby Paint and Tile Plus. I know that. Alan. <laughs> Alan. 
Alan. <laughs> no, but I, I saw him in, 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 he was a side character in Air Force One, which could have done without him, to be honest. Um, but he's, he's always a side character. He's very rarely the main character. Well, wasn't he the main character in that show Shameless? I don't know. But I he didn't might be see, I didn't once in a it, while. But yeah. He might be once in a while, but he's... Hey, he was a shoveler. He shovels well. He shovels very well. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're doing that for Community Movie Night soon. Sarah confirmed. We're doing Mystery Men. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm the spleen. <laughs> that was a horrible movie. It is, but it it's such a bad also movie. amazing. It's also amazing at the same time. Such a, That's up there with The Shadow. <laughs> the Shadow Knows. <laughs> Alec, ba- Alec Baldwin's worst movies. <laughs> His giant nose. Oh, jeez. Anyway. So, anyway, Mrs. Why don't uh, we get into this movie? Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire. So just, okay. just to prep everybody, um, this, this might be more just quoting movie lines and then us laughing <laughs> versus just going through it half the time. Well, that's, pr- that's pretty much most of our conversations is we'll just sit there and call each other up. And the first thing we say is, I am job. job. <laughs> no, or, it's like... you know, I ask about babysitting his kids. So like, tell me, are your kids very well behaved? Or Anyway. No, but it's so. like, it's like um, Bumblebee on Transformers where he talks through, like, commercials on the radio. <laughs> he talks through the radio. That's how we communicate. We communicate through one-liners through movies. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is we understand each other. That was from that one, that one, that one version of, uh, oh, no, 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 no. That was when they get the, they gave him a voice. That was the, the movie that you and I went to go see. Um, that Transformers movie with um, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, 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 she's my daughter. You can't talk to her like that. She's my daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking get... of that, when you sent me the pitch for the pitch meeting for The Happening. <laughs> I know. So, it was so gonna good. Get, we're going to put Mark Wahlberg in it. How's that going to work? We'll just give him a really high voice. <laughs> He'll do great. <laughs> well, I kind of want to use Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, we could do that. What I love is every single thing that we think of, talk about in regards to regarding movies. We watch a pitch meeting and he says verbatim the things we say. It's hilarious. So, okay, I, I think we've plugged pitch meeting enough. We we need to have some type of collaboration here at some point, I guess, right? Uh, I don't know. What's his name? Sean? Is that Ryan? Is that his name? Sean Sean Ryan? No, what's okay, his name? Sure. Is it Sean I don't or, know. or Brian? Or, well, he says at the very end of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we should pitch if, you, if he ever hears this, <laughs> the screen rant. I, it's just it's a screen rant. Yeah, but it's not. It's screen rant does its own thing though. No, but it's part of screen rant. Screen rant is. Yeah, I, I don't know what his name is. He says it at the very end of it. Of yeah, every I don't single know. One. He's like, because he after he shows, like he makes that line. Where he's like, this will never happen. And then it shows news clips of what's actually happening. And then he pitches. He's like, this is the 100th episode. Thank you for watching. Yada, yada, yada. My name yeah. is Ryan. Steve. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's the only yeah. line from that movie that I remember. Yeah, no idea. No idea. Anyway, if he's if he's listening, thanks. All right. So let's get into this movie. So the movie starts off, right, with 
it just it's it's cartoony and you're like oh this must be just like they're gonna they're gonna start off with the cartoons and then move their way in no uh, I almost said Mark Wahlberg sorry Robin Williams is a voice actor and he's voicing a tiny little bird um, singing Vigoro like just like full in full on just going all out but he's also playing the cat, cat. that's about to eat him. And then they go through this whole thing, and it's actually great. Julia Childs, eat your heart out, all this stuff. And at one point, he like shoves a cigarette in his mouth for like a last last request. And so Daniel Hillard, who um, he uh, Robin Williams is playing here, that's the character Daniel. He's just like he starts like saying all these things that the bird is not saying, and the dude's like, "Dude, read the copy. What's wrong with you? Like that's not the part of the script." He's like, "Yeah, but he just shoved a cigarette in this bird's mouth. Like, what message are we are we sh- like putting off to the kids here? That's ridiculous." And he's like, "Dude, I, we don't get paid enough for changing the script. Like, you literally just take the copy, read it, and then move on, and that's how you get paid." He's like, "No, this is ridiculous." And he leaves. He basically quits his job. Well, the funny thing is, is he's like, "You know what? Let's just let's let's get a um." Let's get a vote on this. Let's ask the production team. And the production yeah. team studio, like the lights they're turn on. They're all smoking cigarettes. And they're all cigarettes. smoking cigarettes. That's <laughs> 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 a little biased. Yeah. No, it, it, there's so many little things that as a kid you don't catch. But then when you grow up, you're like, oh, my God. So this, this movie is definitely one of those movies where you watch as a kid, you get most of the jokes, and you watch it later on. You're like, wow. Because he, he goes a mile a minute. There are so many, like, gold lines right. that he put into this movie that get missed. But that's what so, they did back in the 90s. They don't do that today, which I miss. They made no. movies for families where they slipped in things for adults so adults would laugh. But they also put in things for kids that kids would get and laugh. Um, right. And the kids just wouldn't understand the parents, the jokes that were meant for the parents. But they would laugh anyways because we laugh because our parents were laughing. Um, right, but even even nowadays, the the difference is if you watch if you watch a comedy movie today, you know even a, an adult you know rated comedy movie, you know PG thirteen R whatever, um, the lines are written that way. They didn't have actors. Uh, they don't have actors that are at the caliber that Robin Williams was at. They could just he just rift. like they just like, you know, okay, action, and he would just go. Right. You know, so there would be lines that were missed. You know what what happens nowadays is every line has a purpose. Every line is specifically written for right. it to be funny. Where back then, it was natural. And, you know, they would just kind of roll with it and like, cut, that's the one we're going to use, you know, and that's what happened here. So it's like even in this movie, even like our favorite part of this movie was he was just ad-libbing the whole time. Most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the behind the scenes disc? I haven't. No, I I didn't watch that. Oh, man. That's why I gave you both discs. So um, it's so I will say that I was a little disappointed in watching this because you know that that Robin Williams improvised so much in most of his movies, especially the ones where there was comedy, you know, like right. he just kind of went off and went off and went off. Um, but in this, like, I'm, I'm really happy that they kept the ones that we've seen in the movie because they were definitely the best takes. Oh, yeah. Um, That's why they kept them. Well, yeah, but sometimes you watch it and you're like, oh, I wish they did that instead or I wish they left this part in. But so far in the, the, the half of the special features I watched, I'm like, I'm really happy they did what they did. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there were a couple of parts I wish they did extend a uh, conversation with Lundy, but I mean, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But anyway, 
the whole point is the dude quits his job. Now he's out of a job. He's unemployed. He goes to pick up his kids from school. He's got three kids. He's got two that are teenagers and one little girl. Um, Matthew I mean, Lawrence. Young. I completely yeah. no, 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 forgot. No, 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 that's not, that, that's not Matt Lawrence. Yes, it is. Are you sure it's Matt Lawrence? I thought Matt Lawrence was the kid. It's his like son. The young, I, th- I thought he was the youngest. No, I thought Matt Lawrence was the younger one. No, he has two um, daughters. He has two daughters. No, no, no. Oh, okay. it is Matt Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, it's Matthew no, Lawrence. No, no. So there's just Joey Lawrence, who was like, whoa, that's Joey Lawrence. Yeah. From from Blossom. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, the younger Lawrence. one. Matthew Lawrence was the best. Fr- was Eric's best friend on on Boy Meets World. On Boy Meets World, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there was the younger one <clears throat> who was in like Bean and a bunch of other stuff like that. He's <laughs> the youngest of the Lawrence boys. Um. But yeah, it's it's funny. So this this is actually Matt Lawrence. So Matthew Lawrence, he was also in a show called Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. I remember that. I know that is a mouthful. Do you remember that? I do. Tim Curry was the bad guy I in that. I, I haven't. I don't remember. Like I remember the show. I don't remember what it was about. But I. Rem- oh. Oh yeah. I remember trying it, to say it when I was a kid and I couldn't. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yep. Yeah, that that show was great. It was it was another it was another Saban show that just like you know. Basically, you, you had Power Rangers, but then you had this. You know, this was like the other thing. But you also had VR Troopers. It was Ryan Steele. Like, whoa, what a name is Ryan Steele. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, three kids, including Matthew Lawrence. Now, the reason why we're laughing is because we know a Matthew Lawrence. He's actually one of our worship leaders oh, that's true. at the church. That's, that's actually you didn't make the connection? F- I didn't know. But no, that, not until this very moment. Wow, that's, that's, that's I laughed so hard. Um, anyway, there. So he's like, "We're having a birthday party. You know, you're turning twelve or whatever." So he gets a petting zoo to show up at their San Francisco home. Now, San Francisco <laughs> is like you know, forty-five degree angle roads, not not like farmland where you would have a petting zoo show up. But they're eating begonias. Eating their, he's got goats eating their flowers out of the side. <laughs> eating, eating their begonias. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a donkey eating the cake or a pony eating cake. Um, anyway, while this is all happening, mom mom is at work. Uh, she's talking to Martin Mull. And now Martin Mull, geez, I know him from so many things. I think of two things. There's Sabrina the Teenage Witch and and obviously Mr. Mom. Because that one line is like, oh, you're going to make it all 220, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> but Martin Mull. So he's there as her boss. Very small part for him. He does not really, yeah. doesn't really pay a, play a, pay a huge part here. But he's talking about Stuart Dunmeyer, this potential client, specifically asked for her. She gets, like, very, like, fluttery and giddy about it, you know, immediately. And we're like, oh, okay, there's clearly something up with her here. Not something you normally see where the, the wife is, right. like— excited about some other guy because it's and, Bond. james and they Bond. but they they really played it up and re-watching this movie a few weeks ago i was like wow you know it, it's it's very different to see the way they played it up and it's like she really is the bad guy in this movie she is oh it's 100 percent and it, but it's like and then she even says like you're always making the bad guy and i'm, and I'm watching this going but you are. You're the one who's being unfaithful and then saying, I want a divorce so you can be with this other guy. Who cares if your house is a mess when you come home? Yeah. Clean like, it up. Like, yeah. he's, he was going to clean it up. He wasn't being irresponsible. He, he, was, was just, he, he, he was just having fun with his kids for their right. birthday. And honestly, like, 
parents today don't do that. Nope. Not many parent, not many fathers today are that involved. So it, it's again, it's, the grass is always greener. You don't realize what you have. You know, every rose has its thorn. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I can name you know five other '80s love ballads that fit this situation here. I but think my favorite is um, <laughs> Tom Hanks. You know, like my mama always said. You're not following? I don't see how that's relevant. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you have until you lose it. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't. So live life to its fullest now because you don't know what you're going to lose. You don't know what you're going to have. Oh, um, okay. I so, thought you were just making some type of reference because Sally Field also played Forrest's mom in no. Forrest Gump. Okay. You know what's funny is I am not a Sally Field's like I'm not big on her at all. She's not my uh-huh. favorite '90s actress. <laughs> she's she's not your favorite uh, Aunt May. <laughs> no. Okay. So do you say '90s actress? She is not known as a '90s actress. She was like uh, Smoking the Bandit, Sybil. Like we're talking like '70s, '80s, where she was famous. And in the '90s. Well, yeah, after, but she was more famous for that. That's where it started. She was more of a gimmick in the 90s. Anyway. Either way, I wasn't a fan. So she comes home. You ate my begonias. The house is a mess. Uh, <laughs> I want a divorce. I want a divorce. That's where we basically get. So he's, like, fighting back. He's like, are you serious? So at that point, he goes over to his brother, Harvey Firestein's house. I'm just going to call him Harvey Firestein. <laughs> I forgot um, he was in this because it was a year later, a year later, where he's like, <laughs> forget my lawyer. Forget. <laughs> call my mother. Call my lawyer. Ah, forget my lawyer. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and I was watching it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's him. Because his voice is unforgettable. He, he plays well, yeah. the same part every time. Well, that's because his voice doesn't change. He's just, he's always... For $200 an hour, catch his house to the house in the Hamptons. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's in there as Frank. He's he's basically Daniel's brother, Frank, um, who's clearly living an alternate lifestyle, which today is Aunt called Jack. a normal... Because yeah. he lives with Aunt Jack. <laughs> Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. Yep. Um, so he's there. They're having this conversation. He's on the phone with, with, his, with their mother. With his mother. And uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. I went, I, we played a concert years ago. It was like an acoustic thing. And there was this guy who showed up who lost his voice like earlier that day. And he shows up and he sounded like Harvey Firestein. I'm like, can, I'm like, listen, um, like he, he's like, oh, you guys were so good tonight. I'm just like, oh yeah, thanks. He goes, oh, I mean, I wish I could like give you guys like a tip or something. I'm just like, well, if there's one thing you could do, could you please just let me get a video of you saying, I gotta go call my mother. And he did it, and it sounded just like Harvey, and it was priceless because the guy had no voice. It was, it was, it was perfect. Anyway, um, I'll, I'll find that video someday. But anyway, the whole point is he's, he's talking to his mom. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, she can stay with you, or you can stay stay there. He's like, uh, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, he'll think about it, ma, whatever. So he's like, anything you need, let us know. And he's like, I'll figure this out. You know, this is just temporary. Don't worry about it. Next thing you know, they're in court. 
and doesn't, things don't go too well. It's basically set up. He's like, you're going to meet with a court liaison, and they'll talk about supervised visits. And I'm like, this is, like, really, really, really rough. Like, she's, like, she's going after him pretty hard here. Like, you can't see your children only during these times. On Saturday like that's, with, super, with supervision, right. It's ridiculous. That's, that's, not, that's not a, oh, we're not a good couple anymore. It's like, I hate you and don't want you near my family anymore. Like, that just seemed very odd. Um, I know my situation was my dad would actually have me every other weekend. But that was not a matter of, like, that was all he was allowed. It was, uh, that was just the the guardianship like that's how it worked right. that was how it, it happened so he had custody and he had a you know every other weekend okay well anyway the court liaison mrs selner i know her as mrs selner and greta from liar liar that's all i think of those two things she looks exactly the same same hair every same time look on her face so she looks yeah <laughs> she is she is perfect in this role. Like yep. she, they couldn't have had anybody else play this role the way she did. It was perfect because she was not like mean. She was just like, like, what's wrong with you? I'm not buying your stuff. So he's like, oh, do you have any special skills? And he goes, well, I do voices. What do you mean you do voices? And then he goes in this montage of him just being Robin Williams. It's just Robin it's, Williams' character, Robin Williams' character, Robin Williams' character. I want you in the worst way. Uh, <laughs> just like one thing after another. I do a great impression of a hot dog. You know, stiffens up. <laughs> I know nobody can see it. But it's just, and, it, and the, the best line <laughs> is as he goes through the whole thing, <laughs> he goes like Groucho Marx. He goes, well, this is certainly a rough meeting and it's not going very well. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, boss, give her a chance. She'll loosen up any moment. <laughs> Look at me right now, Money Penny. I want to undo that bow and get to know you. <laughs> and the funny thing How is that she's just sitting there straight faced, staring not at even him, not nothing. even batting an eye. Just like, are you done? <laughs> yes. Don't make me snack, little sweetheart. I'll do it. <laughs> but it's everything. And she just goes, Mr. Hiller, do you consider yourself humorous? Well, I used to. There was a time when I found myself funny, but today you've proved me wrong. Thank you. <laughs> to totally sarcastic. Now, what's funny is, again, my wife and I rewatched this a few weeks ago because to her, this movie's as impactful as it is to me. Right. You know, it's from our childhood. She thought that he was being serious there. Like he was he like had self-reflection and felt bad. And I'm like, no, he was, if it was, he was if it wasn't Robin Williams. Yeah, if it was not Robin Williams, I would believe that. And she saw it this time. She goes, okay, he's clearly just being a jerk. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was great because so anyway. he's sitting there. He's like, you know what? How... The thing is, though, is he, he, he thinks about it so quickly. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have to think oh, yeah. about it. It just comes to him. He does it so fast. It just yeah, rolls off the tongue funny. Absolutely. So then we get Stu. Stu is now entered. He comes in. Um, and we see this, you know, interaction between um, uh, Miranda, Sally Field, and, and Stu. She's got a milk mustache from her latte, whatever, and she's, like, embarrassing herself. But she's like, ah, ooh, ah, like, just totally flustered, you know, head over heels for this guy. And who and plays it's like, Stu? Uh, Bond. James, James Bond. Bond. Piers Brosnan. <laughs> Piers Brosnan. Brosnan. Also also known as um, Remington Steel 
for some, way before James Bond. Um, the Matador, if you will. <laughs> he was great in um, Dante's Peak. He was great in Dante's Peak. I, he was a, he was nobody could have played Dante the way that he did. Um, so they're having dinner with the kids. <laughs> So he's. <laughs> it's. I, I think it's funny. I mean, when when people are sitting there talking about stuff and they they clearly don't know what they're talking about. Um, what was that movie? Um, yeah, but he. Oh my god. Was in Dante's Peak. I know he was. I'm. Oh. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> like, just like just like you. No, you and I. You and I quote stuff, and we're like, oh, I loved him in such and such, and we just like go off on and and say the wrong thing purposely. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, Steven Spielberg. He was so good when he was, you know, in blah 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 or like whatever. When I, like when I said I can't wait to see Forrest Whitaker as his his reprise as uh, Darth Vader in Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Will looked at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Will doesn't get it yet. He does not know you well enough yet. It's only been a year. Um, but no, I, I think it's... What was that? Um, I can't think of what movie it was. Like, oh, oh, you're from Australia. Oh, it must be, you know, things that must be different um, now that the apartheid... You know, without the apartheid. He goes, oh, yeah, everybody can breathe much better now. Like, they have no idea anything about Australia. They're, they're totally just baloney. It's... it's um, there's something about Mary... Yeah. You know, oh, you're from Santiago. You ever heard of Santiago, Chile? Ever been there? And he's like, twice last year. And he's like, crap. Uh, <laughs> you ever heard of the uh, the uh, the pantalones? He's like, oh, yeah. Is that down the street from the suction? He goes, no, it's it's over here. It's the uh, built by somebody else. Like, he just totally makes everything up. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah. I, I know you clearly don't know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> yeah, Dante's peak. He was great as Dante. Um I loved when he when he when he was peeking over the, the seats. Um yeah, no, I've seen Dante's Peak a long time ago. Linda Hamilton, old lady, you know, walking through hot springs. I remember that. Yep. That's the only thing that's the only part I remember is like that poor old lady is burning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my legs. So Daniel's having dinner with his kids and you know, the apartment's a mess. Like he's just like doesn't have things together. He's he's in shambles. He's not doing well. And he and he basically says at one point, like they're arguing back and forth. Mom's gonna be here. Oh, mom's here. And they they like immediately jump up. And he goes, Hey, sit down. This is my time. This is your my time with you. You're my GD kids too, right? And I mean, I love how that comes back into play. But they go back and forth. And she comes up. Pushes in the door. Oh, charming. Nice place. Like, basically ripping on how he's just a slob. Right. And it's like, He just yeah, moved well, in. Yeah, he just got in there. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, chill out. Like, you're a jerk. <laughs> and at one point, the young daughter, um, <laughs> Na- was it Natalie? What was her name? Natalie. The little kid. I, yeah. She comes up and says what he, exactly what he said ver- verbatim. We're his GD kids, too. Ah, uh-huh. Any other choice phrases you'd like to teach the kids? <laughs> um, what was it? He responded. Um, oh, my God. I wish I remembered what it was. His response was actually really, really, really funny. But I can't remember what it was. Um, nope. No, I can't remember. I don't remember it was, either. It was too funny. 
Um, but the thing is, this again, this movie, he has so many great lines, so many great comebacks throughout it. But the whole thing comes down to she's talking about like, oh, um, I have to get this ad down to the newspaper tomorrow. He's like, well, ad for what? She goes, well, for a babysitter. I need someone to watch the kids after work. And he goes, why don't you just let me take care of the kids? And if she said yes, end credits. That's it. The movie's, movie's done. Like that. There we go. No, no. She's a jerk. And I don't want you even near my kids. This doesn't make sense. None of right. this makes sense. They had a bad marriage, and therefore she's making it seem like they had a bad family. Right. They didn't. He was a good dad. Right. He wasn't abusive. He wasn't an alcoholic. He cared about his kids. She's taking so, his so kids away. She she's just, the bad guy. Why couldn't she just let him take the kids? Right. Exactly. So that's, well, because, because they needed to make the movie. That's why. So we are going to um, get sued one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> so so he looks he's like, "Oh, can I see the ad?" And when she's not looking, he changes the phone number, her phone number on the ad, which she somehow doesn't even double check and and take a look at because she's so busy. That's how I believe that. She's just so busy, she never bothered to look again. It reminded me a lot of uh, fun with Dick and Jane where they go in there and they, they change the numbers and he doesn't recognize it at first. He goes, oh, hey, those numbers are wrong. But, you know, here, Miranda's just way too busy, wouldn't notice it. Okay, so this is where he starts going, okay, here's my plan. I'm going to make a bunch of really bad calls. So at this point, so when I'm ready to go, she will take the first thing that sounds promising. So he goes through all of these ridiculous characters. And this just is by to... far the funniest part of the movie. It is it's by far, it is, is the greatest part. Um, and it just, it, oh my God, I, I can't even. Let's go through uh, them one by one, shall we? Do you really want to go through them? Do you have them in front of you? You know them. I, I know most of them. Let's yeah. just go through what you know. <laughs> it's enough. Oh my. Well, um. Well, you've got, I <laughs> am Job. Job. Do you speak English? I am Job. What was the one when he has his kids in the prison, in the cell? <laughs> what was it? Oh. Elsa? Um, Ellie? Hey! Bail! Get back in your cell! Don't make me get the hose. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just it just gets ridiculous. Um, oh, man. <laughs> it just, I, I can't even, I can't even put them all together because there's, there's so many ridiculous things that he does. Um... Oh my, um, Your Honor. Oh jeez, I can't even. What's the what's the, what's the uh, you know it better than I do? What's the few light slams one? Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So he basically calls up. And he's like, "Hi." Uh, she's like, "Oh, can you tell me about your qualifications?" Well, I was in a band, severe tire damage. Now tell me, dear, are your children well behaved? And I need like a few light slams now, now and again. <laughs> Um, I, I'm sorry. The position's been filled. Wow. <laughs> it just it it's just ridiculous. The whole thing Do you is any just kids? two girls and a boy. <laughs> ah, a boy. <laughs> I don't work with the males because I used to be one. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it just it just never it never stops being hilarious. Um. Yeah. 
goes through all these different things, all these different acts and everything, and then comes in with this this total fake character, um, Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, uh, Iphigenia Doubtfire. Got the name basically by by looking at n- like words on a newspaper, not anything specific. Just kind of came there. Um, that was it. Okay, I'll run with it. Um, has all these amazing things to say. Um, everything just kind of fit. Um, and she was just totally excited because of everybody else that he pretended to be. Um, it was just it was it was a nightmare. It was bad. So, um, yeah, there we go. But, uh, man, I'm sorry. I, I had some other stuff here I wanted to touch upon, but I, I totally lost where I was at here. But, um, so he goes around and goes through this whole montage where he goes over to his brother, um, Frank, and says, Can you make me a woman? Again, not funny nowadays. It's just life. But they go. Th- Wasn't his brother like? I thought you'd never. Ask. He goes. Oh, honey, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes through it, and um, yeah, it just it gets it gets ridiculous. But they start going into this whole um, luck be a lady montage, and you know you got Frank Sinatra doing his thing, and. Uh, they're they're trying out this, they're trying out that, trying all different makeup up, and it's funny because so I've I've watched um, I've watched some of the behind the scenes stuff just to kind of get some more of uh, what this could have been. But at one point he they're like, okay, let's try this out, and he does Barbara Streisand to a T, which was hilarious. Um, he looks just like her. It's somewhere between Barbara Streisand and Robin Williams meets Jennifer Aniston, I guess. Um, but then he comes up as like this Yiddish woman. Oi, it was such a shanda. I should never buy ribbons from a moil. It's so chewy. <laughs> he goes, oh, no, no, I feel like booby. This is not working. You know what? You know, yeah, you know this isn't working, but don't worry. It's a work in progress, and you're my brother. I'll never let you get embarrassed. God bless you. <laughs> I, I think we have to do it in the entire face, but look at this nice thing, though, we have here. <laughs> and they all get into the into the picture in the middle of matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, find me a find, catch me a catch. I will say um, it's been a long time since I've done, like, acting, acting, but I'll never forget um, one of the last times I did like stage acting for like a big production and I was they were doing like makeup and hair and stuff like that and I saw somebody sit in front of a mirror and me and my buddy Ricky like got next to them and we all did it in the mirror this exact thing and it was just like we all did it we didn't even think about it it's we all jumped right in like it was nothing I'm like I'm glad right. that everybody knows this and it wasn't even like what are you doing or like oh what what was the words like we all knew it it was just instant so it just it just goes to show you how much of a staple this movie is to childhoods, you know, even like, you know, oh, of course. like a decade beyond be, behind us. So um, anyway, um, they go through it. He shows up as uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and, you know, looks ridiculous, um, meets them. They open the door. We finally get the reveal. Uh, Lydia, the oldest daughter, is just not liking it, not buying it. I hate this. Why can't that? dad just be here um wasn't she also on independence day as the older daughter i think she was yep Mm -hmm. uh did christopher columbus do independence day as well um 
Didn't look that one up, huh, Chuck? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Independence. I got it. I got it. I got it. 1996. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to beat you. Nope. Um, Roland Emmerich. Um, but I would say the producers are probably the same people just because of the, the, the multiple connections here. Um, right. Well, Christopher Columbus also did the first two Harry Potter oh, movies. Oh, well, good for him. Um, we got Harry Firestein and obviously, yeah, the connections. Um, <laughs> I forgot Brent Spiner. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Mae Whitman was in it? That's funny. I did not realize that Mae Whitman was, was in Independence Day. She must have been super young. Anyway, um, so, con continuing on, uh, he goes there, meets everybody, seems to go well, except for um, Lydia, who's just, again, not really quite buying it. Um, yes, she was in Independence Day, by the way. She's been in a few things. Nothing huge. Matinee with John Goodman. Um, George Lucas in Love. She was in that as well. Um, but we get into the scene where he's going home and he hops on a bus and the old bus driver, the bus driver keeps is like, on he's her. not hitting on her. He's just kind of like, oh, he's totally, totally. At first he's like, you know, evening, ma'am. <laughs> right. But then every time she gets on the bus, he says something that he's, you know, he's hitting on I her. I hope you got he's someplace totally nice and her. warm to go home to. <laughs> It's just, it's funny, but he's just like, oh, okay. And then, so. I bet you if they both stood up, Robin Williams would be like shoulders above the guy. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams, <laughs> well, I mean, Robin Williams is actually a short dude, though. He's hairy, He's but he's not he's not tall. He's wicked hairy. Yeah. So. But he's very, 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 oh, yeah, very he, hairy. Yeah. But um, he shaved his chest for Hook. Not being in the slingshot would make me very happy. I remember that and being like really confused. I'm like, wasn't he hairy? Yeah, because when he played, he played a scene in the TV show Friends, and you could see his arms. Well, <laughs> no, you couldn't see his arms. You could see the hair on his arms because it was so thick. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's a hairy dude. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Yes, he But is. he was, the bus driver was totally hitting on him on the bus. Oh, yeah. On her. No, yeah, I'm not saying he, he wasn't. It was just, it wasn't like hitting on more just like appreciating and and being kind i don't know my my, sure. my wife has this thing for old people where she sees old people and she's like oh i feel bad for them and i'm like he's a he's an old man on a bus like it's not meant to be a big deal let's just move right. on so anyway he gets home and as soon as he's trying to get into the house mrs selner's there and he goes mrs selner like oh try to get the voice back and like oh realizing that he's shocked, oh, this is the night that you're supposed to show up. So he tries to divert her and and offer her, um, like, oh, yeah, well, I think Daniel's busy. Well, this is my time to be here. Okay, um, well, what do I do? Um, yeah, th there's a lot of things that are happening that's very confusing. Let's, let's, so he, so... So he does what a few times this week. He actually plays both characters on and off. Yes, on and off, on and so, off. So so he's Mrs. Doubtfire. Then he's Daniel. Then he's Mrs. Doubtfire. So then he's Daniel, and he's getting changed because Daniel's in the shower. So yeah. So and basically, then, he's in the shower, and and every single thing that he says is the funniest pun 
I laughed so hard at this because I, I, I picked it up the last few times, but he says at one point, as he's getting undressed and you're seeing him with like this bodysuit, he says, <laughs> I've been through some really interesting changes and I'm becoming a new man, a model father. And he takes it, takes it off and you see like the bodysuit and he goes, I just want to keep you abreast of some of the changes in my career. <laughs> career takes off the bra. There have been two big developments <laughs> and I'm finally starting to come into my own. Things are really starting to take shape and I'm blossoming. blossoming. I really, I am. <laughs> And things have been pretty hairy for a while, but oh, I'm in great shape now. <laughs> and he's, he's like, and he's like, I got myself a job, a job I can really sink my teeth into as he takes out the fake teeth. <laughs> and he takes out the face. I don't have the same face anymore, Mrs. Selner. And I feel like he just wrote all these jokes. Like all of these were just him. On just, the spot. Just go, well, not on the spot, but I feel like he wrote all of them because it just, it fit in. It made perfect sense. But... <laughs> This next part is hilarious because he put, he hangs the face up on the mannequin. Well, first doll he took his head. face off, off <laughs> his eyes, <laughs> like his hair, his ears, his nose. It came off, off. <laughs> <laughs> and he it, so, uh, somehow it gets knocked off, and it gets it falls no. out this like third story window. Not even, not even. Never mind the fact that these two. Like Asian boys, they're across the way looking in and watching him do everything until he finally turns around with half the stuff off and the bodysuit. And they're laughing until they see him turn around with these like fake breasts. And they just go, they get shocked. Like, oh my God, mom, mom. Like they're like tattling on him. And then that's when he bumps into, tries to shut the window and the mask falls off the mannequin head and goes down to the street. Right. And they stop yelling at mom and just laugh because he just lost his face. And he's flipping out, flipping out, flipping out. And then this truck drives over it and flattens it out. So... Now, he's in the shower still, so he has to play Mrs. Doubtfire again. So what does he do? He's going through his kitchen. He's looking at everything. He finds this, I don't know. I'm going to make you some tea. You know, the whole thing was like, she, he's like, oh, she makes a great cup of English tea. Oh, yeah, I'd love some. Oh, wouldn't we all? You know, and that's where he goes back and forth. And then plows her face into the cake. I need a face. Like, Hello. Oh, do you need a hand in there? I don't need a hand. I need a face. I need a face. <laughs> <laughs> so then the so then she comes in and there she's serving the tea and she's like, "So do you want two drops with that? No, one drop with that or two as the cream of the cake is dripping into each teacup. <laughs> as you can see, I can't stay here with you, dear. I'm melting like a snow cone in Phoenix." <laughs> and then runs off. Um Ah, oh, just ridiculous! You ridiculous! And then, the, and, then the, and then what's her name? She dips her finger into the cream and the tea, and then starts putting Put it on her face. face to see if it works. <laughs> I I thought that was great because she she was buying it, but she wasn't buying it. But in the end, she still was like, "Let me just try it." And you're like, "Okay, she was, she she bought it. <laughs> I'll take right. it. Good." Um, so. <laughs> Um, we get back to at later on, Mrs. Doubtful, or he goes back to Frank's house, gets a new mask. Be careful with her; she's an old woman. Whatever that line's supposed to mean. And then he goes back, and he had the face pretty quickly too. It, it it was weird because he shows up, like I had an accident, and he already had the the other mask in his hand. So right, he just gave it to him. So that's a movie mistake. 
that's actually a movie mistake because he didn't show up. He showed up and he said something as if he didn't already talk to him. Yet Frank was responding as if as if he did as if he did. So right. that was a movie mistake. That's an inconsistency. I will say that. Um, so we get back to him being Mrs. Doubtfire in the home. The kids are watching. <laughs> they're watching this thing of some Asian guys like squeezing faces, and it's like some putty face. And I mean, perfect. It was like after all this stuff happened, she shows right. up, and um, they're, they're refusing to do their homework. He throws the remote in the fish tank and makes them do chores. Okay. Um, so as they're doing that, he's hanging out, sipping, sipping iced tea with a lemon in it. Oh, you guys ready for homework now? Yes. Anything but this. Okay. So he starts cooking dinner, has all these issues trying to cook dinner. Um, <laughs> everything is boiling everything's over. boiling over. Everything everything is catching on is fire. He can't, he can't do it. Um, at one point <laughs> he's leaning over to smell the hollandaise and he lights his bodysuit on fire and at one point he's going man this holiday hollandaise sauce smells like burnt rubber and then he realizes he's on fire he puts them out with the covers the, the lids of the pans he goes huh a couple days as a woman i'm already having hot flashes <laughs> all right um so he can't cook so he goes ahead and orders out he spends a $135. $135, which back then was ridiculous. And he makes right. the comment, and the dude's like, yeah, dude, just pay the bill, all right, and get out of here. He's like, yeah, you're a jerk, whatever. He goes, he goes here's 140 Do you have change? He's like, no, no I like, don't. Keep it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so he orders out. Um, after all this goes down, like, they come in. Dinner served. Everything's beautiful. Lydia does come out later on and and thank, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire for being not a jerk, um, and apologize right. for how she was. He's back on the bus. Old man on the bus sees the hairy leg. Oh, I like that look on a woman. It's just natural, just the way God made you. And he's like, Yeah, well, <laughs> he broke the mold when he made me. <laughs> <laughs> so. They go into a dude looks like a lady montage. They're playing soccer. Um, they're running around. They're having fun. They're doing all this stuff. He's really bonding with the kids. He's having the time that he wants to have with his kids. It's going great. But sure enough, the next thing we get is Stu shows up. Stu's at the house. Mrs. Doubtfire comes up, sees the car there, realizes that Stu rips the Mercedes emblem off the car. <laughs> and comes in. I love it. And then has this, so it's like, oh, I found this out there. That's, oh, that's the, that's for my Mercedes. Oh, well, yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a jerk. Um, it, it's, it's funny. It, it all makes sense. Like, how else would you respond? You know, especially if you're in that position right. to make it like, you know, like, oh, look at this thing that just happened. But nobody would dare blame you for it because you're just a sweet old lady. <laughs> okay. Um, so they have that conversation later on. Where, um, how long after, you know, after your husband died, um, how long after your husband died did you, you know, look for somebody else? Oh, never, 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 never again, never again. Okay. What? No, no. The only thing you can do right now is just, you know, total and complete celibacy. <laughs> like, you serious? That's messed up. Well, that's, that's, that's how it is. God, for, God forgive you if you do anything else. Okay, moving on. Um, 
So at this point, the kids end up finding out uh, because his son walks in on the bathroom, walks in on him in the bathroom, and he's standing up using the toilet, and he freaks out, runs in the other room. Uh, tell, he's a she-she. Lydia comes out with a tennis racket. Who are you? What's going on? He says something. Yeah, you bet. He, like, he swears. And he goes, shut your mouth, young man. Clearly, dad. And they both just right. realize at that point, oh, my God. You know, he's a she-she. You know what's crazy he's dad. Is that's an actual conversation that he's a she. She's a he. He's a she. she, she he's a she-she. She, she, she. He's a she-she. You know, that's a you hear that all too often today. Well, 30 years ago, it was a joke. Oh, I know. Well, that's what we were saying. Like, this movie would not be made today because of how normalized... Offensive it would be. Well, it's because of how normalized it is. It's not a funny thing anymore. It's just, this would be more of a drama than a comedy. If they made this movie today... it would canceled yet. Well, I mean, how many times have you seen this? Like, millennials are looking to cancel Seinfeld because of... Like, shut up. It's Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Like, oh. It's literally about nothing. Anyway. So they go through this whole thing. Let's keep it a secret. Don't talk about it. Whatever. He goes up and he's and he and he starts watching the dinosaur man. He's like, oh well, the raptors and the leaf feeders and blah blah blah. And this guy, I mean, we've we've seen this guy oh, in a few right. things. What else has this guy been in? Like I I know him from so many other things. And he just reminds me of um, what's his name who does the painting. Bob the Bob painter. Bob Ross. His name is. Oh well, because what's it's, just it's, the way it's he like talks. a PBS, just PBS the way he... show. <laughs> Yeah, just the way he talks, you know. We're going to do the beautiful, amazing little trees. Little trees. <laughs> amazing little trees. But, yeah, because he gets a What we didn't talk about so far is he got a job at a production studio. Yes, so all his job is is to take the films, box them, and ship them. And then after he boxes them... <laughs> Take the other 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 films, <laughs> box them, and ship them. And then on Tuesday, when the other order comes in, box those ones and ship those. Yeah. So William, who's the Will- who's the who's the um, old guy? I forget his name. That is like the boss of like he's like production studio manager. Mr. Lundy. Yeah. But what's his real name though? He looks wicked for. Oh, he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, his his real name is um, Robert Prosky. Um, but, um, my, my thing was, I was talking about the dinosaur man, William Newman. He was like the sheriff, I think, in Leprechaun. Yeah. He was sheriff. Was he? Really? He was sheriff Cronin in Leprechaun. Um, he was, he was in a bunch of other things, but that's what I remember him from primarily. Cause I, I used to watch all the horror movies and everything, but he's been around for a long time. Um, doing this, that, and whatever. He was a street preacher in the craft. He was in the Drew Carey show. Um, you know he's he's hopped up in different episodes of this and that and whatever. He was he was a he was somebody in Erie, Indiana. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. That show was pretty cool. He was in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, he was a character in that. But anyway, there you go. Um, guy's been kind of all over the place, but here he is here playing the Dinosaur Man, or we as we know him later on, Mister Sprinkles, <laughs> Mister Sprinkles, the Mailman. <laughs> Mister Sprinkles is here. Um. So he's there doing his dinosaur thing, and and Robin Williams is like, I can't believe this guy's still on the air. This guy used to put me to sleep when I was a kid. Like, this is nuts. Like, what idiot kept this guy on the air? And Mr. Lundy's like, me. Oh, you're Mr. Lundy. 
like the owner of Lundy Studios. Got it. Okay. Great. So he's just, but he's, but the way he's talking though is just making the guy laugh. Yeah. He's like, I can't, I can't blame you. Like, no, you're right. This is, this is garbage. This is all just dumb. Um, so he goes off, and he's like, oh, I've got. He's like, well, blah blah blah. You know, we gotta, we gotta come up with some better ideas. And he's like, yeah, I agree. That's, that's what we gotta do. Well, blah blah blah. His boss shows up. Hey, this is Mr. Lundy. He's like, yeah, he knows who I am. All right. Get out of here. Um, and he's like, you ever just want to take a freeze frame? You know, if you're and just like stop your life and just look around and say, this is not my life. And he just walks away. And again, Lundy laughs at him. So right. we get back to another scene where Miranda and Mrs. Doubtfire are in the kitchen. And it's got one of my favorite lines. But they're talking back and forth about what it was like, you know, with their marriages and how things were. And at one point, she goes, so what did happen to Mr. Doubtfire? She goes, well, he was a big fan of the drink. Oh, he was an alcoholic? No, he was hit by a Guinness truck. <laughs> um, there are deleted scenes that, that extend it even further, um, that go wor- like further with it and change it up. But it was, all, it was always some type of pun and ridiculous way that he died. Um, right. But the thing that they get into here is he's fishing for the reason she really left Daniel. And right. and it was like you know this happened that happened is that that's not why you left him right no it's this and he's like okay but he's and it's just it's weird to me and it's what makes it um, this this whole movie unbelievable she was married to the guy for how many years and she does not recognize he's sitting a foot away from her right like I don't care if you've had any type of intimacy with anybody ever. Even even on a level of just seeing somebody like twice a week, you would recognize. Oh, you're my friend in a, in bad makeup because that nose looked ridiculous. Let's say, um, look at the nose again. It's like it looks really yeah, hard the, and not the real. The eyes give it away though. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and, if, and the fact that she the knew that, that he was a voice actor is it... like, come on, how do you not hear right. his voice in that? Right, the part that makes it more unbelievable for me is she's being way too open and honest with this rando that she's known for like a week about the intimate parts of her marriage that were there. Yeah, but I think that was the whole point was that she was she was starting to come undone a little bit because she needed to talk to somebody and she had nobody else to talk to. And here's this maternal type figure that was there available to talk. I don't know. Eh, I'll let it slide, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Anywho. so they all go out and they're hanging out with Stu, and Stu invites them out to this country club. <laughs> and <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, there's a lot. The swimming the pool. The swimming pool. So they're hanging out. Oh, do you want to come over here? Let's go swimming. No. Um, no, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to hang back over here. Oh, come on. You know, there's nothing you need to worry about. Just like, no, it's like, no, I'm just going to hang out here. He's like, well, okay, well, I've got a tab open over there. Go ahead and get whatever you want on me. So Stu goes ahead and opens up this tab and Daniel's like, well, I'm just going to sit there and run up this tab, whatever, just sit there and just get drunk at the bar. So he's sitting around. <laughs> And talking to everybody with his regular voice as Mrs. Well, at one point he's at one point he's like hitting on a a girl in a bikini. Hey, 
how you doing? <laughs> like, he, he, he goes, he goes, it's on me. She's no like, thanks. no, I'm good. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Whatever. So at one point, Stu comes over and starts talking to a guy. And I, 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 the thing about this, Stu was never a bad guy. He was just a guy. He was, you know, he was just like watching this again after a long time. I was half expecting the, yeah, I'm dating her for this reason. Like, I'm just trying to get with her. Right. And it never went it that never direction. It never went that direction. He goes over there and he goes, oh, that's Miranda, Miranda Hillard. He goes, oh, Miranda Hillard. I, I like that the guy like ripped, like just joked and took his accent and like Hillard. It's Hillard. Okay. Hillard, not Hillard. Um, but he goes with it and he goes, oh yeah, those kids, those kids are amazing. Especially little Natalie over there. She's so awesome. Like he was being real and he was actually, right. um, like not a jerk. And they're like, well, what's up with the father? Oh, he's a real loser. Now he's saying that because he doesn't know the father, never met the father. He's just going off of what Miranda, She's Miranda said. Right. So you start to see it when you're older. You see it from that perspective where it's like he's just a guy trying to step in there. There's a woman that he likes. She's got kids that don't have a dad, to, you know, because they're not the dad's not around. But he's not understanding the whole circumstance that he's not around because she's not letting him right. be around. But that's what he's like. He, he basically says, what can I say, Ron? The guy's a loser. See ya. And then Mrs. Doubtfire or Daniel gets up and goes, loser? Oh, yeah. Gets up, takes a lime. And just whips it at the back of Stu's head. Stu stops, turns around. Oh, sir, I saw it. Some angry member of the kitchen staff. Did you not tip them? Oh, the terrorists. They ran that way. It was a run by fruiting. I'll get them, sir. Don't worry. <laughs> and his face, oh, his face is like he's mad. Almost, and almost wants to the same almost time. wants to blame her. Like you clearly did it, but can't because it's it's a sweet old lady, and it's like the second time that, you know, something happened, <clears throat> where she happened to be around, and it's like I can't, I can't say you did it, <laughs> but okay, and he just kind of like cocks his head and moves back on whatever. So. That happens. That's that whole scene. Later on, Lundy sees, um, bumps into Daniel, who stumbled upon the dinosaurs. He's doing his own little dinosaur act, having fun with it, as if he took over this Dinosaur Man show. Lundy sees the act, starts clapping, and says, you know what? You've got some great ideas. And he's like, oh, I'm just messing around. He goes, no, seriously, we need something new, and I think you've got what it takes. Let's have a meeting. Let's meet over at Bridges Restaurant, 7 o'clock or whatever, on Friday. Right. Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, the next scene, we find out that they're having a birthday dinner for Miranda. Same place, same time. So he tries to change the change the appointment with with Lundy. Can't do it. Okay, so now we've got a classic Fred Flintstone situation. He has to be at Pebbles' yep. birthday party, but he also has the Water Buffalo's big meeting at the same time. How's he going to be in two places at once? Well, he's going to change his costumes, run back and forth. Now, I'd remember this because they also did it in Boy Meets World, where they referred back to the Flintstones about it. Do you remember that one? It was, it was Topanga's Sweet 16, and it was also Vader, the wrestler Vader, um, Frankie... His son needed him to be there as encouragement to help right. Vader win. 
So he had to yep. be there and he kept showing back up and he shows up to to Penga's party with the Vader mask on. He's like, take it off. You know, it was it was all the back and forth. So that's what's happening here. Back and forth, trying to be two places at once. At one point, somebody's going to make a mistake. Um, so he goes back and forth. He's hanging out with Lundy. He already has two scotches. He's drunk at this point, goes back to the table as Mrs. Doubtfire, barely makes it on the seat. The teeth are falling out. <laughs> and he's trying to get the teeth out. Stu's trying to help get the teeth out of the champagne glass at the same time. And he's like, oh, get this teeth out. Carpe dentum. Seize the teeth. <laughs> Pull it out. Shakes it off in his face. You know, but at this point, totally drunk, totally messed up. Um, they finally order their food, and Stu specifically says, don't put any pepper or hot stuff on my food. I'm allergic to peppers. So... What does... While she's getting changed, she's in between changing characters. She goes into the kitchen and puts pepper on his food. Like a ton of cayenne all over his jambalaya. Hot jambalaya! And then moves on. Um, back to Mrs. to Mr. Lundy's table, but he's Mrs. Doubtfire. What? Who are you? What are you doing? Oh, why the heck are you dressed like a woman? Never mind the fact that he already showed up earlier with lipstick on, comes up with an excuse about, like, bumping into an ex-girlfriend. Uh, but now he's fully dressed up. He can't excuse this anymore. He's dressed like a woman. I'd like to introduce you to the new the host of your new show. And he goes off into this whole thing. Okay, yeah, this is how I'm going to run this. I'll be, I'll play this old lady, because apparently it's it's, people are buying it. And I'll do a TV show like this. Goes through the whole thing, explains how, you know, kids don't need, you know, this garbage. Don't patronize the kids. Talk to them. Like, if it's funny to you, it's funny to them. You know, that's right. how he parents. That's how he does stuff. This will work. And as that's happening, Stu is eating his food and choking. He runs over there, jumps over the thing. Now, for him being as drunk as he was, he was very coordinated running through that place, hopping over, you know, counters and whatnot to get over there. Get, does the Heimlich and... In the midst of we all that, very, we miss a very funny part of the scene, though. Is right before that when he's because he switches back and forth from Dan from Daniel to Mrs. Doubtfire two or three times. Yep. Um, and when he comes back as Mrs. Doubtfire and he's sitting with Stu, and all the kids are in the bathroom, and she goes to the bathroom. He's having a conversation basically with Stu, trying to say all of these innuendo one-liners oh my God. trying to prevent him from doing anything with her yeah <laughs> yeah there was that part we were talking about this earlier <laughs> right um it's i sat there with my kids i'm watching i'm like i i'm so glad my 10 year old doesn't understand what she's hearing i'm sitting there hysterically laughing because <laughs> it's so like he's just going on i wonder if this part was scripted or if this was just him improvising again um, I, I, I'm pretty because sure. It, I'm pretty just, sure. He just went, like, he, he just went on and on and on and on with one liner after one liner after one liner. And it was hysterical. You're sitting there like, it's so funny. It's, it's completely ridiculous. Um, goes through so many different things, basically just saying like, Oh, watch out. She's this, she's that. She does these things. She's got crabs. Like, <laughs> stay away. Watch out. Um, it just, it gets ridiculous. It get it gets ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even, I, I can't get into the whole thing, but it, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, just to try to deter him away. 
Um, right, and then he goes back over Asmus's Doubtfire, and now he's running back over to him yep. to give him the Heimlich. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as he's doing this, his entire costume is falling apart. His face is falling off. His nylons are falling down. He is slowly melting away from Mrs. Doubtfire and becoming Daniel in the process of giving Stu the Heimlich maneuver. Yep. And it's quite funny. <laughs> As it's happening, you're seeing literally his face peel off. Um, it's coming off. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Sorry to take over there for a moment. No, 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 it's fine. I just, I stumbled upon a deleted scene that I haven't seen yet, and I was just reading up about it. It's actually like a big conversation between Miranda and Daniel. Um, and it's it's just after everything that happened, it was just um, all of them kind of going back and forth. Um, it, it, it's a scene that I guess did not need to be there because it was very dramatic. But anyway. Right. At this point, everybody sees the face. It's Daniel. Um, they find out, get out of here, Daniel, the whole time, the whole time, everything back and forth. And after all of it's said and done, everybody leaves. It's just Stu and Daniel standing there and they just awkwardly shake hands. Like, you know, Stu's just like, thank you for saving my life. This is super awkward because all this time I thought you were a woman, this old lady, and you're like, kind of like my enemy. All right. Thank you for saving my life. Shake hands. (laughs) Moving on. Um, we go back to the court, and the judge basically rules that this guy's just not sane enough to handle children. He's like, hey, yeah, I don't doubt that you're a good father, um, but you also went through some pretty unorthodox methods in order to be around your kids, and I don't think that's safe for children. Well, what else was he supposed to do? Right. Right. So that's you where know, we're at. If I was granted, If I was granted a few hours a week with supervised visits to my kids where my their entire lives with me have been safe and fun and exciting and I've been a good dad and now for no reason at all I get a few hours a week with supervision I would do whatever I could to see my kids one way or another yep yep we gotta find ways to do it we have to we I I mean I've got kids I get it that's I don't know how I would I would handle that I had a daughter who I had half the time and I fought Tooth and nail for her. Yep. Yep. And I would continue to fight for her. <clears throat> now she's 14. Yep. And now she's living with you primarily. Primarily, yep. That's awesome. So they go back, and now it's like he's done whatever. They're looking for a new babysitter. You've got this crazy old lady. I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do these things. I don't do stories. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, do laundry. I don't do cooking. I don't do cleaning. I don't do dishes. I don't do vacuuming. I don't do washing. I don't do, I don't do, I don't change diapers. Um, my kids are fully grown and potty trained. I don't do this. I don't, and you're just in there going, wow. It's, it's funny. What do you she, do? She looks like somebody I know and has the same attitude. And I'm like, oh. Great. Somebody that I actually work with. Somebody I have to I have to work with. And I'm like, okay. Um, anyway, as that's going on, they're talking, and they hear Mrs. Doubtfire's voice suddenly. <gasps> they run over, and there's Daniel as Mrs. Doubtfire on the TV. Okay. Interesting. As that goes on, 
he's dressed up as Mrs. Doubtfire doing a children's show, and then Miranda shows up. And basically, after he he completes everything and, and wraps up there, they have a conversation. Can you please get changed? I can't talk to you like this. He gets changed, comes back, um, and they have a conversation. And it was kind of it was like the kids love you. This is ridiculous. What are we gonna do? Whatever. So in the end, he comes back. He's the new babysitter. You know, he did she she plays it off like. You're going to meet your new babysitter. I've decided on somebody. Door opens up. It's dad. Okay. That's that's great. You know, that's the big thing there. Um, and at the same time, um, there's a... They're, they're getting ready to go. It's like this... Mont- not a montage thing, but the kids are, go- are going, but you're hearing Mrs. Doubtfire on the TV at the same time because she's doing her show. And she's reading right. a letter from a kid. It says, Dear Mrs. Doubtfire, two months ago, my mom and dad uh, decided to separate. Now they live in different houses. My brother Andrew says we aren't going to be a family anymore. Is this true? Did I lose my family? Is there anything I can do to get my parents back together? Sincerely, Katie McCormick. And then, so this is, again, another reason why this movie was so impactful to me. And I didn't realize, like, this movie and a few of the other ones I watched that time why I loved those movies so much is because my parents divorced when I was like six. You know, that's when they started right. their divorce. And it was like a two and a half year divorce. And it, I was confused that whole time. Like, what's going on? Like, was it my fault? Did something happen here? So this this was a big deal. So even though this movie is a comedy movie with a ton of stuff going on, they had a real valid message. Your parents still love you. And, you know, you mm. can still have a relationship with with both of them if they desire it um so at this point she goes oh my dear katie you know some parents when they're angry they get along much better when they don't live together they don't fight all the time and they can become better people and much better mommies and daddies for you and sometimes they get back together and sometimes they don't dear and if they don't don't blame yourself just because they don't love each other anymore does not mean they don't love you There are all sorts of different families, Katie. Some families have one mommy, some families have one daddy, or two families, and some children live with their uncle or aunt, and some with their grandparents, and some with children, uh, some children live with their foster parents. Now, again, if this movie was made today, it's like some some people have two daddies and two mommies. Right. (laughs) Again, another reason why the movie wouldn't be made today, Um, because I mean, let's look at the the um, emojis we have on our phones now. It's like they had to change that about three years ago. And you're like, oh, okay, here we are. Um, but the whole point is um, they live in separate homes and separate neighborhoods in different areas of the country. And they may not see each other for days or weeks or months, even years at a time. But if there's love, those are the ties that bind you. Those are the ties that bind. And you'll have a family in your heart forever. All my love to you, Poppet. You're going to be all right. So I wrote, I read that whole thing because that was how they tied the whole movie back together in the end. Right. Robin Williams does not make a movie without some type of message in the end. I don't think there's ever been a – well, I mean, okay, one-hour photo, whatever. Some type of positive message at the end. <laughs> when he makes a movie that, you know, children will see, he always right. makes sure that as like – com- Patch Adams. As, yeah, as comedic as everything is, there's truth. There's a real point behind it all. And he tries to get that point across because he wants people to get something out of it that's going to be uplifting. The reason why Robin Williams did what he did was because he knew the sadness in the world and didn't want everybody to be stuck feeling that sadness all the time. So he wanted to bring light and life to it. So that's what he did. 
And the way they ended this movie was perfect for that because as comedic as it was, they needed to tie it up with truth. Right. So... And I love the the, the the poppet line. Whenever I hear that word now, all hello, I think poppet. of is hello, poppet, from, um, wow, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that 15, 20 years before that, he actually used that line in this movie. Well, poppet's just a, a common thing. It's not just like he just made it up. No, I, it is and it isn't. You don't hear it often. Well, you're not British. I'm not British. I know. <laughs> but uh-huh. But it, over here, you don't hear it often. So when you see, like when I, I all I think of is, hello, Poppet. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good movie, too. Yeah, yeah. We um we did do one of those movies uh, in a com- in our one of our reviews, but it's another one. Another one of the ones that the fell. Way. We lost. Yeah, the first three. The first three are good. After that, it just gets dumb. There's, I don't, I don't remember. There's like four or five of them. Yeah. 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 One we, of them. We don't talk it. about Stranger Tides. Um, and then there was the other one after that, which actually, you know what? It wasn't that bad. I saw it in theaters, and I'm like, eh, it could have been a lot worse. It was much better than Stranger Tides. But you forgot, and then you remembered. Yep. So, um, all in all, uh, this this movie is is one that for me will always be. I, I'll revisit this movie every five years. Oh yeah, it's a cl- it's a classic. It's hilarious. I'll be honest. I haven't watched this movie in fifteen years. But it's one of those things where even though fifteen years ago you saw it, you just remember so much about it because he made it so good and it was so funny that it stuck with you you didn't just lose it it stuck with you and to me that's what makes a good film in a, in the long run is you have certain parts of the film or the movie they don't have they don't do film anymore um where it sticks with you so much yeah and that's and that's what made this movie good for me um so were you laughing or were you sneezing in that I was laughing because I was reading a, I was reading a line in here that I don't want to say out loud. Um, there there are some really funny quotes in this movie. Um, let's just say power tools under the bed. It's like a jackhammer. I remember, I was just looking <laughs> at that. Yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, there's there's, you there's got so some many. Competition, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many ridiculous lines here. Um, Oh, I mean, even just the line where they're talking about Miranda's mother, where it's just like, we're in the middle of Charlotte's Web. Who's going to finish it? Well, Grandma will finish it for you. She's not as good. She always skips parts, and she never does the voices, and she smells funny, too. Oh, that's the formaldehyde. That's why Granny's so well-preserved. <laughs> <laughs> and she's standing there listening to the whole thing. Thanks for the time, I Warden. Love <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Anyway, fantastic. Anyway, Anyways, yes. Yeah, so- I think overall it was a fantastic movie. If anything, if you're having a lousy day and you want a good laugh, pop this in. Oh yeah, it's worth it. Oh yeah, it's worth it. So good, <clears throat> so good. So I think we're gonna wrap it up. Um, but yeah. but basically, yeah, I I will definitely rewatch this movie multiple times, uh, just because it's it brings it, it brings so much joy every single time you like. 
watching it this last time, I heard so many more lines because I wasn't so much focused on the story as much as I was like, I want to hear what Robin Williams says in all these parts where he's just going rapid fire. So that's how right. I that's how I approached it this last time I watched it a few weeks ago. Right. Um, it's it's just it's it's hilarious. It's so good. It's it's one of the. I mean, I I really want to revisit a lot more of his movies again when I have some time when we're not constantly like, hey, <laughs> time for another podcast. You know, we got to watch the new movie because there's so many new things coming out this year. We're gonna be pretty booked. We're gonna be very very booked right. over the next year. With and everything I that's coming point, out. I want to get to a point to a part of me, and I'll be honest, as much as I love doing this, there's a part of me that I'm like, I kind of still miss watching a movie just for the fun of watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I enjoyed that movie just for the sake of it being a movie, and that was it. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think I'm with you though. I think we're, it's getting pretty. You know, it's that it's that time. I think we're coming to the end of this podcast. Yeah, all about you, but oh yeah, all set. Well, thanks everybody so. for for uh, joining us on this adventure through an old classic of ours, Mrs. Doubtfire. We will catch you guys next time. Yes, have a great one, guys. Yeah.